Hello and welcome to episode four of the Enjoy the Ride podcast. This is your host, Aubrey, and I am going to be diving into some of the limiting beliefs that I've had around my horses and how I have taken steps to unpack them and also shift them to create better results in my relationship with them. So this is something that I find super fun and rewarding and also really difficult because I like to sit down and write out all of the different thoughts that I have around a specific topic. So at the top of the paper on this one, I have limiting beliefs, horsemanship edition. (laughs) So I basically just sat down at the end of last year and wrote down every single thought that I had around my horses that was negative which as I'm sure you can tell brought up a lot of negative feelings in my body like just the seeing the thoughts on the paper and recognizing them as my own brings up this super palpable fear that I was actually noticing when I was out with my horses as well so it's very constructive I think it's fun but it can be a little bit triggering if you're not in a space to connect with your thoughts and emotions. So this is just something to be aware of if you wanted to try this. Um, So after that, I looked at each of them and I actually noticed some patterns. Um, Like each individual thought almost had a theme. And then I went and I looked at each of the themes and noticed like how I feel in my body when I think this specific thought and what I then do when I'm feeling that way and then the result that I get because of my actions. So the first little thought group around my horses and working with my horses was that I don't know how to do things that are fun for the both of us. So either groundwork or riding. Um, And this brought up a lot of insecurity because I have put in a lot of time effort, money, energy into learning different techniques in order to make things fun for myself and my horses and still feeling this way. And it was because I was telling myself that I didn't know enough. So then automatically this sets me up to feel very insecure. And then I would either not ride and do things and then kind of drill a little bit and make Dot, especially my Mustang, super bored and frustrated with me. Or I would push through all of her signs and limits and get on because I'm telling myself, I don't know how to make this fun. (laughs) I would just go ahead and get on and ride her and then not see all of the red flags and end up in the dirt (laughs) or just having a really bad ride. So the results that I was getting from all of this was number one, having a lot of fear and anxiety around even just getting on my horses. And two, not advancing in my goals or having a good time and judging myself a lot for being there because I thought I should be in a different place than I was. And this was really kind of setting me up for failure. Like, if you're not having fun riding, what are you doing, you know? And that's all I want is to enjoy my horses and to have a good time and to not feel afraid Even though, yes, horseback riding is inherently dangerous, but this fear was almost like inexplicably too powerful and didn't match the situation because of the thoughts I was having around it. Because on top of the fear of horses being inherently dangerous, I was also afraid of not having a good time and the self-judgment I was having around riding because that does not feel good. So obviously, even though I'm not aware of these 
thoughts and emotions as they're happening, I'm going to be avoiding it, which then makes me a either anxious writer or someone who doesn't write at all and feels a little bit sad about that because I do want to get on my horses and just have fun. And the thoughts I was having was not supporting that. Even though I have all of these tools and skills, because I was believing a certain way about myself, I was showing up in that way. So automatically when I start looking at a thought, I usually try and look for the truth in it. And this is the truth that I talked about in previous episodes of if something can be proved in a court of law, or if it's just my perspective on something. And I very much so saw the lie in my thought immediately because I do know how to make it fun for the both of us. I've had fun experiences with my horses. So automatically, this is not true. This is a little lie that my brain has been telling me probably to keep me safe from, one, inherently dangerous horses, and then two, for judging myself. Like, I didn't want to feel that way, so I automatically was shooting myself down in order to prevent myself from feeling something in the future. So immediately when I began to see the lie in my thoughts, I realized, okay, this isn't inherently true, so that means I can pick and choose what I want to believe. So the thought that I had written down on my paper was that I do know how to make it fun and I have a lot of tools um, for me and my horses in order to help us self-regulate and have a good time during training sessions. And this helped me to feel more reassured, confident, and open-minded around my horses instead of that insecurity, which then allowed me to do more training sessions, like the frequency of them, regardless of how I felt about it. And it actually opened me up to have more fun while I was doing it. And the really cool thing is what I have seen in my horses since I even did this. This was on December 30th, 2023, the little paper um, (laughs) journaling session that I did. I have already seen my horses reach out to me and enjoy sessions with me just by this little shift, which I think is so fascinating because I had spent so much time like miring in this limiting belief in not even realizing how much it was affecting me and my horses. So I thought it was really cool. I wanted to share that one with you guys first because I feel like this is something that I'm not alone in. Like obviously nobody is naive to the dangers of horses, but you can also have fun and be safe with them as proven by many other horse people who have lived long and full lives and have not died on the back of a horse or due to a horse accident because they were able to be grounded, aware of their situation, make things fun for their horses and themselves, and in general just have a good time and not get to that point where there's so much fear that you can't control your horse anymore. So the next thought group that I wanted to talk about is around writing because I started telling myself that I didn't like writing because I wasn't good at it. I had bad habits from previous um, like trainers and lessons and stuff that I had learned that I now don't align with anymore and that I need to be softer, that my body hurts too much, that I'm not strong enough. Like all of these were in this little thought bundle of like, oh, writing isn't fun because my body doesn't feel good. Or that I am somehow not good enough. Like inherently that makes it so 
I just will never enjoy writing again. So this was leaving me feeling discouraged, resentful, and unworthy. So then this was also playing a role in the either not writing or really struggling when I do and judging myself, which actually created a lot of tension and resistance in my own body and also in my horses, which is so fascinating to me because it's literally just like all of these little thoughts that I've had on autopilot in the back of my brain that I wasn't necessarily aware of that actually created this situation for myself instead of actually my body and all of these other things that I thought were the the big deal, I guess. So when I looked for the lie in this, I realized I actually do like writing. I just don't like the way that my body feels when I'm tense and the tension is pretty much 95% mental. Like I'm a very healthy physical human being being a trimmer like I'm in really good shape compared to other years in my life when I was not and I think a lot of my tension was due to a lot of the things that I was carrying from my past like I talked about in my previous episodes and like the (laughs) the solution was me the whole time which is so funny because I was always looking external but I definitely realized okay my mental tension is carrying out into my body and creating these results that I don't like. So I decided to believe that writing is 95% mental and 5% physical instead. And also that my body is what I tell it to be. So if I want to be a soft, delicate, good, balanced, and centered writer, okay, that's what my body is. That's what I'm going to be. And that makes me feel so much more empowered and confident. And it also opens me up to exploring avenues to strengthening my body outside of the saddle. Like I really want to get into either yoga or Pilates, something like that. Again, I can visualize softness in my own body. I will have a lot more focus and mentality in the saddle whereas in the past I felt like I was not aware of my body I was not being in my body so this thought can really help me get the result that I want of having more softness in my body melting away the tension in both myself and my horse and help me to be more balanced like overall like mentally physically spiritually emotionally I become a more balanced human when I have these beliefs that don't limit limit me oh my goodness I can't speak today um that don't limit me like the ones I had in the past around not liking writing and my body hurting so this segues perfectly into the next little thought bundle which was I'm scared to hurt my horses either through poor saddle fit imbalanced riding like whatever I'm doing in their husbandry which made me feel even more anxious doubtful and insecure than even the other things (laughs) the other ones so this would lead me to do only groundwork and then I was not having a very clear impact on my horses because the frequency wasn't very strong and um strong the frequency wasn't enough to make an impact on them and then I wasn't writing at all which this also goes hand in hand with this belief that I have uncovered recently that I need a new saddle because my saddle doesn't fit And it makes both Dot and I anxious. And while this is a truth that my saddle doesn't fit, this doesn't mean that I can't create a 
a horse that is balanced on the ground first because I do have a dream saddle in the works that I'm working on purchasing that I know would fit both of my mares. But while I was believing that my saddle didn't fit and it was going to hurt my horses, I didn't do anything with them. But it doesn't mean that I can't work with them if my saddle doesn't fit. Like, I don't have to ride in it. I don't have to put my first sit on Francis with a saddle on, which I probably won't even because I want it to be just us. But this belief was blocking me so much from doing anything with my horses which was not benefiting them, like, at all. <laughs> I mean, like, they're they're allowed to be just horses, but, like, it's not benefiting them in a way that works towards my goal of having self-carriage and being able to ride in a fun and comfortable way for the both of us. So when I looked for the lie, clearly the lie is that I can't work with them because my saddle doesn't fit because I don't even have to put the saddle on to work with them. <laughs> Which is so funny because my brain was like, nope, okay, when I have a new saddle, everything will be better. I can work with them. When I could have been working with them the whole time and then by the time I get my new saddle, I'll be able to just get on and ride with no issues. (laughs) You just have to laugh at your brain sometimes because it's like, oh, you can't do this one thing because you don't have one thing perfect when it's just not the case. Like, it doesn't have to be the truth. Um... So when I looked deeper into this, I was like, okay, well, the truth is that I'm always trying to do right by my horses. I'm always learning about anatomy, educating myself about proper self-carriage, educating myself about how they should be bending properly and carrying themselves. And I am educated enough to know what hurts them and when to stop. So like, clearly I know that my saddle doesn't fit. I'm educated enough to realize that it's not beneficial for any of us. So I'm not going to ride in my saddle, but that also doesn't mean I have to just sit around and not do anything with them. So when I feel that I'm educated enough to know what hurts them, I feel a lot more calm, intuitive, and confident around my decisions with my horses. And this leads me to more training sessions because I am a firm believer that your groundwork is what prepares your horse to be solid under saddle. And yet I wasn't doing that. So I have been working on that further while I have disproved this belief to myself that I am scared to hurt my horses or that I'm going to hurt my horses by working with them. And this leads me to riding and training more mindfully when I believe that I'm educated. And the funny thing is, as I embody that belief, it actually creates more education in myself and in them. Because I am taking the action steps that create a more balanced, centered, calm, and fearless horse under saddle. And the most incredible thing that looking at all four of these little thought bundles has done for me is that it's actually enabled me to show up in a way that makes my horses want to be with me. (laughs) Like I've been celebrating it a lot on my social media that my horses are actually like coming up to me and allowing me to halter them and allowing me to just pick out their feet, do basic husbandry thing because I've been making it fun for them and for myself to just do training stuff and to be together. And the reason why I celebrate this so hard is that I want to show my brain that these new beliefs are working because this is what helps solidify it instead of returning back to my old pattern of 
oh, I don't like riding, I have bad habits, I'm going to hurt my horses, I'm going to get hurt myself. Like, all of those things have been within me for so long that it's really, really important to notice and celebrate when there are different results in your life. And this is really cool because I have worked on being grateful recently. And I especially like to do my gratitude practice in the mornings, which is like, literally just trying to write down three things that I'm grateful for that day because it automatically sets my brain up to be more grateful and to put my best work and my best light out into the world. And it's just magical. <laughs> like this is why I want to share coaching with horsewomen because if I hadn't been doing this personal work on myself for so long, I wouldn't be getting these results in my horsemanship. And it's like literally... I stepped onto the rocket and I am now like light years away from where I was even just like a couple of months ago because I decided to sit down and look at all of these little thoughts that were on autopilot in the back of my brain creating all of these fears and doubts and self-judgment and negativity and transforming it into something that makes me a better human and a better writer which is very important to me um And if you're a horse person, you know how important horses are. Like, my life revolves around my horses. And I hope yours does too because I think they're the most special beings. And I want to show up in the best way that I can for them. So if I'm not looking at all of these little, like, habits and beliefs, then I'm not showing up properly. Or at least not in the way that I want to. Because there's nothing bad or wrong about having the beliefs that I had before. But I really feel like shifting them has opened the door up for so much more fun. (laughs) And I just want to have fun. So I am going to keep sharing and telling you guys about these things. Because honestly, this felt really private at the beginning when I was doing it. And I was like, oh, I can't let anyone know that I suffer with this problem. (laughs) Because I felt a little bit embarrassed. There was a lot of self-judgment around who I was being and what I was doing with my horses and I wanted to hide it from other people but I decided that it's more empowering for me to sit down look at my beliefs and then share it with you guys because it is possible for anybody to shift it like it doesn't matter who you are if you have a human brain you are capable of shifting your thoughts and your beliefs and creating an entirely new reality no matter what that is whatever you want like your desires are not they're not too much they're not too big they're not too unattainable for someone like you like you can decide what you want and go after it and it will come to you because once you decide to start believing something more empowering about yourself the magic happens when you start taking actions on that belief and on that person that you have now decided to become and these actions are what create the things that you want in your life and your reality and that is like the most beautiful thing to me I have been on a very long tangent on quantum physics and manifesting for the past six months and I am telling you guys this stuff is real (laughs) like it's not just like fancy woo woo like oh it must be nice for these special people to be able to manifest and like create their own intentions and meditate every day like this is something that you can do (laughs) because it explains why what you put out into the world 
comes back to you, like even tenfold. And I've been working a lot on my own self-belief in the universe in deconstructing my religious beliefs around like God and the biggest thing I have come to recognize is that our universe is loving and there's always going to be duality there's always going to be 50 50 in your life and when you accept that it actually creates even more room for good in your life Because it creates more pain when we try and resist these things like these negative little thought bundles I was having and it shoves them down more and it almost is like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. Like as soon as you let go, they're going to come back up even more explosive instead of just letting it be there and float on top of the water and saying, oh, there's a giant beach ball there. Oh yeah, I had this limiting belief that I don't like riding. (laughs) And it's it gives you so much more control over your experience because you're not adding any more negativity to the negativity that comes up when you think and believe things that are not comfortable for you. There's a saying that Buddha said, and forgive me if I butcher this quote, like if any of you are Buddhist or know this quote, but there's the first arrow which creates pain in our lives so like these are like circumstances that don't have like we don't have any control over like me losing a loved one right after Christmas like that's painful and then the second arrow is when we make it mean something other than the actual meaning so like that would be if you were to tell yourself it was your fault that you lost someone close to you and A lot of the pain that we walk around with in our daily lives is pain that we create by thinking about our pain (laughs) in a way that's not constructive instead of just allowing it to be there and accepting it without judgment and allowing ourselves to be human without judgment because it just creates so much more tension when we add on things like judgments and saying I should be doing this, I should be doing that, I'm a bad horse mom because my horse had an accident in the pasture. Like these things really create so much more grief and suffering and pain than just allowing ourselves to have bad things happen to us because life is 50-50 and like even though we have good beliefs that we can shift into, recognizing that there is going to be pain takes away so much of the suffering and the drama that we create around it. So I actually looked up the quote because I didn't want to butcher it and I just explained the crap out of it. So it says, the Buddha explained, in life we can't always control the first arrow. However, the second arrow is our reaction to the first. The second arrow is optional. So all of these little thoughts and reactions that we have to our suffering are completely optional because we have control over ourselves. Like our mentality, our body, our brains, and our thoughts, we have complete control over. While we can't control the external circumstances in our life most of the time. So this doesn't mean to resist all pain and suffering or to automatically put on a happy face when something negative is happening happening to you. It just means to recognize and be aware of pain being inevitable and our reaction also being within our control. 
So with tying this back into horses, I definitely recognize that it may be inevitable that horses are dangerous and I could get hurt sometimes, but I have a lot of control over the external things that I do with my horses, like training them and preparing them properly on the ground before I even get on. That will lead to me being more safe in the future. Like basically preventing preventable accidents. Like, yeah, I can't control if there's like a drone flying over head and my horse freaks out, but I can control if my horse is in so much tension, doesn't know how to carry herself, doesn't feel comfortable even being around me. I can control if I get on or not. (laughs) So I hope that this helps you guys start to recognize and look into your own beliefs and see that you do have power to shift them. And If this is something that you really struggle with or starting to feel super overwhelmed with, I am always available to DM and chat about it. And I also have a few one-on-one coaching spots available to really like double down, sit down and look into this in a way that is self-loving and non-judgmental and help you to shift yourself into the person that you want to become and to create the results that you want to have with your horses. So I hope you all have a fun and safe week and that you enjoyed the ride and I will talk to you next week.